Blog Talk Radio. It's time for Dungeon Crawlers Radio. Better than ever, it takes one to know one. I stand on my own, nobody, no one. Competition is none. Fight the mini boss. Fight the mini boss. Up, down, down, left, right, left, right, BA. Cannot be command, codes for contraband, replay. We are not authorized to access this area. Hey, there we go. Something works. Hey, we're here at least. Yes. I don't know if I'm going to be able to use this mic stand. It's too large. Or maybe I have to raise my seat. Nope, that doesn't work. Anyways, welcome to the minibus. Um, I wonder if everyone else is here. La, 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 la. See, the best thing about the minibuses is everyone's scrambling at once to do something. So, it does um, help. Yeah. So, I don't see the other folks, but people are dinging me. So, hey, there there it is. Okay, so, uh, let's just jump into the interview. Because it makes right. it simple, easy. I, I want to look at your phone. I'm, I'm, you distracted me. I am so sorry. I know. All right, so I'm going to de- decline their call because, hey, they're calling me. Because I have to add them. So, adding people to this call, and bravo. Now we're working. Hello. Hey, how's it going? It's going well. Fantastic. And you can hear me, which is even better. Yes, indeed. So, Um, are you by yourself, or is your partner with you? My business partner isn't here, but he should be dialing in here in the next couple of seconds. Awesome. So, is he calling? So is he calling you or calling us? He should be calling you guys via Skype. Via Skype. Okay. So he's going to have to add us first, and then unfortunately oh, okay. we have to call him. Otherwise, if I answer his phone call, then everyone else disappears. It makes it very complicated. Yes. Oh, okay. They make well, it weird. But that's okay. <laughs> Sorry about that. Should I, should I text him then and tell him to add you guys? And then... Yeah. Yeah, just send him a quick text. Yeah. This is the nice thing about, you know, the electronic age. We can do that while still conducting an interview, and no one knows what's going on behind the scenes, even though we just told them what's going on behind the scenes. I was going to say, they wouldn't know now. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, let me, uh, I'll get a hold of them right now, then. All right. And we're live, right? We are live. That's the best part. Everyone is hearing this. (laughs) Hey, Awesome. (laughs) So for those of you that don't know, we're going to be talking with Mimic Miniatures. They've just kickstarted their uh, Kickstarter. Uh, that was kind of redundant. I shouldn't have said it that way. But oh, well. Okay. Uh, that worked. Which is pretty awesome. So for those of you that are out there that like gaming and you have your little miniatures that you you know, you know worship and, and take paint. Yeah, you paint them. Well, this is really cool because, well, now you can be the miniature. They actually take a scan of you and make you into a miniature. And who doesn't want that? I know I do. I want it, too. I don't even collect those, and I want it. Yeah. Well, see, this is the only thing, and a guy named Joe mentioned this. He's like, I'm going to have my own miniature of me, and then I'm going to paint it, and it's going to look like crap, <laughs> because I can't paint. <laughs> no worries. Actually, uh, we cover those guys. We, are, we partnered with Blue Table uh, oh. for that very reason, because we had the same problem. We had some samples uh, worked up, like our first batch. Yeah. 
and my business partner and I painted them, and it was garbage, right? Like, he, you start, you could see, it was like, oh, we had the miniatures in, you know, this plain gray. I said, oh, this is awesome. This is definitely you. This is definitely me. Yeah. And we painted them, and the details are, are really small, right? I mean, it's really fine detail printing. Yeah. And so they came out just kind of globby. I think my eyes were, like, as big as my mouth at when we were done painting. It was just bad. <laughs> so, but those, yeah, so we feel that pain, too. Yeah, the, we, we partner with the paint studio to kind of take care of that. Well, I mean, I can paint miniatures, and I don't think I do that bad of a job. Sure. But then I look at, like, Larry Correa mm-hmm. and – the posts he's made on his Facebook page of the paint jobs he's done on his his figures. Right. And I feel like an idiot. I mean, I feel like a mega, mega amateur because, I mean, he's got, like, shading and... Uh, oh, it, yeah. Yeah, it just... I'm just like, how did he do that? I think he uses floss. Well, I mean, not only that, I mean, just when we went to Gen Con this last, uh, last month... Um, there's this guy in the Denver airport and he's like, yeah, I, I enter my, my figurines into these competitions and, you know, that's kind of my thing. And I'm like, so do you make money off that? He's like, yeah, I make a little bit of money when I win. He's like, you know, and I'm like, is that your day job? He's like, no, 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 I just do this for fun. I'm like, okay. Uh, and he had this box, I mean, this wooden box. I'm like, so are your figurines in there? And I'm thinking, okay, you know, the, these little figurines that he's got like wrapped in styrofoam or something. Mm-hmm. And he opens his box up and literally... He's got this panoramic scene that he has <laughs> created and built around one figure. Oh, you wow. Know, like this one figure that, you know, a pewter figure, and he's made, like, the ground, and it's all mossy and wood, and he's got this tree growing up. I'm like, what the heck? He's like, oh, yeah, I just found some stuff out in the yard and threw it together. And <laughs> I'm like, no, my f- no. My, my my miniatures don't even look like that. I mean, not even on my greatest best day ever would they look like that. That's because you don't have enough moss. Just have more moss. More moss, yeah. I mean, even if with the use of a sonic screwdriver, a TARDIS, and Michelangelo painting them, would mine even look that close? Yeah. Uh, well, I hear that Leonardo da Vinci is the better miniature painter of the two, honestly. Yeah, the figure. I would have gone for Raph. Raph? Raphael. Oh yeah. 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 Just throw, just select a Ninja Turtle, uh, and, and you know you're close. As long as you don't choose Venus. Well, we don't count her though anyway. No. Well, no. <laughs> no, she's not a Ninja Turtle. No. She was but only around what two series? They're trying to bring her back in other things. <sighs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> We won't talk about that anymore. We're not here to talk about Ninja Turtles. We're here to talk about Mimic Miniatures. Yeah, we don't want to be depressed. <laughs> no. No, no, no. But I am glad Michael Bay got rid of the uh, space alien Ninja Turtles. That would have yeah. been horrible. Yeah, that was... Yeah, although that would bring us one step closer to the sequel The sequel I want to see, the Cowboys vs. Aliens. Yeah. Which I want to be Ninjas vs. Dinosaurs. I, I think right. that's the natural progression. And... That yeah, Michael Bay is pretty much the only one who could ninjas versus dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. Like Velociraptors from Jurassic Park, not the chicken-sized ones, you know, the big, the big guys versus ninjas. Yeah. Hmm. Huh. Anyway, <laughs> I could see. I, I could see this. I could okay. too. Now, there would be a few problems though. One, it only have to be Velociraptors, correct? Because well, you, you throw in a, a T-Rex and a couple, you know, like, uh, 
brontosauruses, and you're kind of tough. Oh, you could use the compies, the little ones. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. like, like thousands of them versus ninjas. Yeah. I'd like to see this happen. Well, even that, that frilled neck one that like spits the venom into your eyes. Oh, yeah. yeah. That could be cool. Yeah, because yeah, ninjas don't have cloth of their eyes. So, I mean, yeah. They're not, they're not immune, right? They're, exactly. Yeah. I, th- I think we can come up with a script. I will we'll probably talk. write something in like five minutes on this. <laughs> um, well, we did sit through that. We did sit through that panel on how to write your own screenplay. So maybe we could do this. Yeah. Okay. okay. I mean, this wouldn't be the first time that someone's mentioned something and we've come up with an entire idea, and now someone's writing a book about it. Oh well. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Now and then. Yeah. Yeah. We completely. You know how there's you know Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Well, we came up with a whole idea of the a remake of the Tom Sawyer story. Involving oh. uh, werewolves, uh, I like now, and and now Craig Nibo, which of course he was on the show when we talked about, it, is now going to write a book about it. Why oh. not? Yeah. Wow. Well, cool. So it completely, you know, the whole scene where he's, you know, painting the white picket fence. Uh huh. Yeah, silver. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah. So I mean, we 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 thought it out completely. Nice. Uh, and, and Jim, he he's a werewolf. Oh. Hmm. Yeah, he, he's friendly. He gets bitten by a werewolf, and that's why they take off with him. That's uh, that's a whole new level. The whole racial dynamic is it yeah. black people werewolves. Yeah, that could be. Yeah, that's uh, huh. I'm actually from that town. You know, well, from near that town. You not? I didn't know that. Yeah, I'm about thirty minutes away from there, from Hannibal. Oh, nice. Yeah. Sorry, random fact. No, it's fine. Oh, it's okay. I love this out. Well, then this is what we do. We talk to people. We randomly talk about things, and we just go everywhere. So, um, awesome. Where, like a real conversation. Yeah, exactly. Where where is your partner? I don't know. He was supposed to be all over this interview today and I'm all over this. And I'm not. He's not, apparently. So that's okay. So how how did Comic Con go for you? Because I I saw you guys were super busy. We never were able to get back and say hi again. Oh, I gotta Sorry. say hi though. Well <laughs> <laughs> Sorry that we were so swamped, but we were no, I'm, I'm not going to say sorry about that. That's that's good. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that's true, too. Yeah, that we were completely just buried with orders at Comic-Con, which is great. I mean, that was that's what we wanted. Yeah. Um, and we actually doubled sales each day. And then nice. Saturday, I don't think we sat down the whole day. I mean, it was just packed. My, wife, my wife's over here shaking her head at me because she was there helping us. And, yeah, she, she didn't sit down the whole weekend. But, yeah, that was... Well, to, to, to you know, to be fair, we were walking the whole the whole time. So, hey... Oh. Okay, so that works yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, back and forth, back and forth. But um, yeah. yeah, no, I it, it sounds like everyone that, that attended was busy and pretty much sold, sold and sold. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, we ran to Tracy and Laura Hickman, and they sold out each day. I want to oh, say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, was, I was talking to them. There's like, we pretty much cleaned out everything out of the basement and the garage, and we still don't have anything left. <laughs> nice. So um, you know, good for them. Um, no, it's. It was a big success. So, Amen. I think a highlight of the weekend for me was selling, or well, pitching Mimic Miniatures to Kevin Sorbo and getting oh, nice. him to come over and get a scan. He was pumped about it. He gave us his home address and email information and all that. And like, we thought it was awesome and wants his kids to get some. And yeah, that was nice. That, that I was cool. fanboy geeking out the whole rest of the day. I'm so, sure. so now you can officially say you've pimped Mimic Miniatures to Hercules. Yes. And Hercules, there will be a miniature of Hercules, officially. Yeah. Officially, amen. And we got a model release form, so we can, like, not only can we sell miniatures of Hercules, we can put other people's faces 
on Hercules' body. How cool is that? That's pretty awesome. Nice. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool that he did that too. Yeah, no, he was super awesome about it. Like we just went up to, I just went up to him and like on the VIP time period where it was super yeah. like empty in the vendor area. Mm-hmm. I just went up to him and there wasn't a line. I said, "Hey, this is what we're doing. Do you have a minute? Do you want to come and check it out?" And he's like, "Yeah, that's awesome. Let me come. That's amazing. I'll come right over." Nice. And he did. Yeah, yeah, we 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 had to interview him because you know uh, SLC nerd. We interviewed Ted Ramey, so he, oh, played, right. he played Joxer. So now we're collecting our set. Yeah, we uh, just need uh, Lucy Love. Yeah, now we just need Xena, uh, right. and or we're getting yeah, we're there. Well, but that, but we do need to get Bruce Campbell because he was Italicus. So yeah, well it's also with Bruce Campbell. So well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that, exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. Nice. But yeah, so it sounds like it went really well for you. Yeah. Now, well, it's kind of. Your partner is here. We'll just jump into this. So, sure, sure. Sorry about that. No, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, you seem to be the face man anyways. <laughs> oh, well, thanks. Uh, you know, we've had you on the show before. Right. Now the Kickstarter is out there, correct? Uh, for real, it's up. It's running. We got so we had so many like last-minute tweaks to make that we were mm-hmm. delayed a couple of weeks last time, for which, again, I wish I apologize. That was frustrating on all accounts, but... Uh, no, it's okay. But it, it, it happens. Yeah, yeah, necessary. We we made a lot of really good changes. We lowered the price by about ten bucks a figure. Um, so good things for our backers too. I mean, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So for those of our listeners out there that haven't heard about this yet, what is Mimic Miniatures? I, I know we've kind of hinted at it and said some stuff, but let's hear the pitch from the man. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, basically, we should make personalized, customized miniatures for Warhammer, like wargaming and tabletop gaming and role-playing games. Um, so we kind of do, we have stock bodies in a bunch of different classes from the traditional fantasy mage and core classes all the way up to some Arkham Horror investigators. Um, I think we have a fairy class coming out here pretty soon, so you can do some face stuff or whatever. So we have a bunch of stock bodies we can put your head onto. Or if you catch us to the convention, come in costume, we can scan your body and then print you out as you are in costume. So as we were doing at Salt Lake City uh, Comic Con, we had tons of people in cosplay of you know, a thousand different costumes come and get scanned so they could be printed, have a little, instead of getting your photo taken, we printed a miniature of them. Um, but that's what we do. We put, we make personalized miniatures. So instead of just playing with your generic guy, you play with you on the table. So what was your like favorite scan that you did uh, during the Comic-Con? <sighs> favorite from Comic-Con? Great question. There was, uh, we got some really cool sci-fi ones. Somebody came dressed as Legion from Mass Effect. Mm-hmm. And that was pretty awesome. He's one of my favorite characters in that game anyway, so Mass Effect 2. But yeah, uh, I really like the, the Legion costume. is pretty cool. Um, one I totally that came missed up, him. <laughs> what's that? I totally missed him. I... Oh, well, I mean, there were 80,000 people there. You, you yeah. Have, yeah, you have a little bit of an <laughs> excuse. Um, Legion was awesome. We had a really cool Wonder Woman come and get scanned. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually had the guy behind us had all of his booth babes get scanned. So that was kind of fun. Oh, wow. <laughs> We had a bunch of show models with Dan. Um, yeah, maybe what would you say was a cool question? Cool. Yeah, those are probably my top ones. Uh, I'll think of another one later. There no, was a, that's fine. Yeah, there was a really cute, I mean, this is not like awesome so much. It's just kind of fun. There was this little kid who was dressed as the Hobbit and looked huh? exactly like Martin Freeman. Um, <laughs> nice. And dressed in the full, like, new movie-style Hobbit costume. Pretty. That one was a personal favorite just because he was like, you're so cute, and you're a future nerd. This is awesome. Cool. <laughs> so how detailed are these scans for your figurine? I mean, is it kind of loose, or is it 
like so detailed that you can see a mole on someone. So detailed that you can see a mole on someone. Um, well, probably, maybe not a mole. It'd be like a large mole you could, we could see on someone. Okay. We can get facial expressions in. Um, we've gotten we as good or better than say uh, Games Workshop or Privateer Press type of miniatures. That that was the level we were shooting for, and we nailed it. Um, the best example I have is on our warrior. If you can see in the, if you go to our Kickstarter page, you can see pictures of Rich, my business partner, as a warrior, as a fighter. And uh, on the back of his shield, there's an inner row of studs that in real life would be about the size of a, like a half dollar. But then there's an outer row of studs that are about the size of a quarter, would be about the size of a quarter in real life, and those show up. Um, one of the guys, Bob Defendi, we were talking to, and he, as he's a game designer, mm-hmm. and we were chatting with him about, we gave him a, a sample one. And he was finding detail he couldn't see with the naked eye, right? But he had to use a magnifying glass to pull out to paint effectively. I, I don't know if that's because his eyes aren't very good or what, but yeah, that's we're getting really, really tight detail. Wow, pretty awesome. Yeah, thanks. To, to do that, we're actually using a prototype 3D printer. So we have one that's kind of not normal for the market, um, mm-hmm. but it's just in the past like year or two that they've gotten to that quality. So we're trying to we're kind of on the cutting edge of that field as well, just because it's. It hasn't been possible before with 3D printing to get that level of detail. Nice. Thanks. So, so you guys have a pre a 3D, uh, wow. It's <laughs> been a long day. A 3D printer, and mm-hmm. so you're actually so it's not like you scan them and then you send it off to someone else. You're doing everything in house. Yes, that's the plan. We have a backup overseas just in case, um, because Murphy's law, right? Things happen. But yeah, the plan is everything in house from. From the scan to shipping, I mean, everything in the middle. Yeah, we do it all. So how long does it take to create one miniature then? Um, just in, straight up in terms of printing. Mm-hmm. The printing process is actually pretty slow. It, our, it builds, it's a number of hours before, to print one miniature. But you print them in batches. So we do okay. like, you know, 15 to 20 at a time. And that makes it a little bit better in that regard. So we can crank them out. We're hoping everything shipped by December for the Kickstarter campaign. Um, that's... That's our stated shipping date, and we're pretty confident we can hit that, but that's, yeah. Nice. Thanks. Well, because that was one of my questions, because I have seen those 3D printers. They're they're pretty amazing, but they take a while. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's that's really a function of, of the detail. The, the printers lay down, like, between 15 and 30 micron layers, mm-hmm. thick, thick layers, and I think a micron is, like, a, it's either a tenth or a hundredth of a millimeter, Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you can, I mean, figure stand at about 35 millimeters, honestly. Everybody says 28 millimeter heroic scale, but that really means, if you measure it with a ruler, that means about 35 millimeters for your standard, like, gaming figure. Uh, and that's, I mean, 35 millimeters when you're doing a hundredth of a millimeter each time is pretty, pretty time-consuming. Yeah. Yeah. So, now, is it noisy? Because I'm assuming it's either it's at one of your homes. I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're we're a small shop still, just just starting out. But no, yeah. it's not that, it's not that noisy. Our process uses a laser, actually. Okay. Um, which is just kind of fun because it's you know, yeah, I have a toy that plays that has a laser in it. That's kind of cool. Um, but that, yeah, our it's uh, it's actually quite quiet in that regard because it's just a laser and a resin, and so it it cooks the resin in the right shapes in those mm-hmm. very very thin layers and then builds it up. Nice. Yeah, it's actually kind of cool. The ones uh, that process is called stereo stereolithography, mm-hmm. and there are some industrial guys who do that in metal too. Um, you can do crazy stuff with that that particular process. We have 
Yeah, nifty metals and stuff. But that's a whole other topic. The only thing I have to say is next time when you describe it, you have to say lasers, you know, and use, <laughs> and use the fingers, just like Dr. Evil. Just because exactly. everybody can see that through the radio. Well, I know, but you just have to say it. I have a machine that uses lasers. Yeah. I, yeah, I see the fingers when you do that, and I don't have yeah. your control. So, yeah, no, absolutely. Lasers. Yeah. Because you, you just got to do it right. So, yeah. Amen. Amen. Got freaking lasers on their heads. Yes. So, so now let me ask the question. I've heard you guys do, if I can ask a question back, I've heard you Go guys ahead. do Game, Game Forge. Yes. And I know you guys run a Pathfinder game on the side. Um, I'm actually in an Iron Kingdoms game right Iron now. Kingdom. Okay, gotcha. uh, with Jordan Sanderson, Brandon Sanderson's brother, and a, a several other people. Mm-hmm. So I'm playing in that. Um, I used to run a D&D game. Uh, we haven't ran Pathfinder. I'm actually really tempted now because I did get the uh, Firefly role-playing system from Margaret Weiss Productions to run a oh, game of that. Fantastic. Because, oh, my gosh. It looks amazing. And it's really about the story. Mm-hmm. You, know, you can't be characters in that, but it's very fast. So a fight is like one roll. So oh, wow. It's not like back and forth. It's like, oop, I won the the fight. But, or you, you know, shot me first. <laughs> yeah, you know, basically there could be some complications that arise. So I, I'm really trying to look for different games. I mean, yeah, I can always go back to D&D at any time, but I'm not a big fan of 4th edition, so I'm just going to stay away from it for a while. Sure. Uh, check out 5th, but yeah, that's uh, I agree with you on 4th. Yeah, not I mean, I've been playtesting and, and making suggestions for uh, next. Um, uh-huh. So hopefully some of my stuff will influence that. Because um, I know yeah. we've kind of been... We did at Gen Con, not this year, but the year before, we were part of their playtesting there at Gen Con and made a lot oh. of suggestions. Awesome. Um, so yeah, I may I may come back after that. But right now I'm just having fun playing other games. And, and Pathfinder, you know, it's a good... You know, if you really like... 3.5 or third edition, it's a really good substitute for it. Right. And and you can get most of it online for free, which is kind of cool. Yeah. However, Paizo did do a really good job this last year. They released a card game. Oh. Um, that is based on the Pathfinder game. So it's you know, it's kind of for those that like card games but still kind of want to play something, de- you know, that's Pathfinder slash D&D-ish. So, sure. Um now that was really popular at Gen Con this summer. So, I'll uh, check it out. That sounds awesome. Unfortunately, I didn't get to play it, and um, but I am trying to get a review copy. Oh, well, there you go. Absolutely. So, um, I definitely will play. Paizo, if you are listening right now, <laughs> I have emailed you two times now, and still awaiting your response. Thank you. <laughs> Give a shout out to Bruce Campbell. See if he might come on the show. Today. Yes, Bruce Campbell. You have yeah, come on the show. Come on. We've gotten Richard Hatt. I mean, come on. we got a lot of people. Lou Ferrigno, Dwight Schultz. The list continues. Um, yeah. Dirk Benedict. Dirk Benedict, which he was giving no interviews to anyone. Uh, yeah. How did you score that? Because I thought that the, they were kind of not as friendly to the press this time around. Um, we asked nicely. We asked nicely. Okay, I mean, he I he literally that. turned us away. And then just before we even got, what, 10 feet away, yeah. we got called back. And it's like, I changed my mind. And oh. so we're thinking, okay, we're going to get two minutes at him. We got 15. Nice. Way to go. Yeah. It was uh, a great interview. It was a really good interview. Um, cool. Yeah, we just talked about him, so that made the difference. Oh, yeah. Well, not only that, he was the type of person that didn't want to – he doesn't like living in the past, and he's, gotcha. you know, which, which is really tough because, you know, a lot of older actors – 
when you go to cons like this, that's all it's about is a character they played in the past. Right. And so we kept away from that subject, and it just seemed to open him up like no other. So it was pretty right. cool. Well, good on you. Cool. So, so gentlemen, I have a question for you guys, too. As, as experts in the role-playing game field, All right. where do you see a hole in the miniatures lines? Where what characters do you struggle to find? Because I'm I'm the I'm the 3D sculptor for Mimic Miniatures. Right. I'm uh, spent the day actually working on stretch rewards. We've got a couple lined up. Uh, we have a zombie survivor, another zombie survivor coming down the pipe, and a sci-fi trooper, and a uh, like I said, I mentioned the fairy. We had some pirates we just unlocked, and then all the standard classes and a bunch of Lovecraftian things. But where when you where, guys down, I would yeah, have to say um, you don't see a lot of steampunk miniatures. Okay. Awesome. Um, uh, and I know apocalyptic, not much either. Well, I know there's a there's a, some that are going to be coming out after Gen Con. I saw several different. Uh, oh, I didn't get to. Go. I know <laughs> there's actually some really good post-apocalyptic figures that are going to be coming out. Um, like there, we have one Mad Max, we're good. Well, there is kind of a one that is like Mad Max. Uh, it's called Wreckage. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah, we're good. And yeah. but that game is designed on community. It's not individual character. You you oh. grow and level up your community. So if you have an adventure, um, say you need this type of character and this type of character, you can pull that out and play that. So you can literally play a different character every time. Oh. Um, so it's really interesting concept, and it really forces everyone at the table to work together. Because uh, it's not like, oh, my character's better than yours or whatever. Um, so there is a lot of those games that are coming out. Um, steampunk, you don't see a lot of uh, I know Iron Kingdom is a little steampunkish, but it's a lot more um, oh, what, uh, Warhammerish, though. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Um, yeah. So you don't see those. Um, I'm just trying to think. If we're going, just thinking on basic D and D. Well, I mean, for anything, board games and stuff too. Uh, yeah. I have a couple of Arkham Investigators because I load those those little plastic cardboard those little cardboard cutouts from. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, from those things are okay, but from Arkham Horror, but I want like so I want some three dimensionality to my Arkham Horror game, you know. I, yeah. I had a couple for that, but yeah, keep going. Sorry. Well, I mean, um, I, I've I've had several people play centaurs, but you never see a centaur figuring. Good call. Uh, uh, and it's really hard to find a um, a gnome. Uh, you can find dwarves, but you can't find a gnome or a halfling. Uh, sometimes. You can find halflings sometimes, but they're hard to find, and most halflings are fat. You don't right. find a skinny halfling. Okay. Um, you know, um, those are yeah. some I can think of off the top of my head. Uh, you know, and then there's also, I mean, there are some miniature games out there, like um, DC DC has a superhero one. You can create your own superhero, mm-hmm. um, but they don't have miniatures for that. You know, yeah, you can go out get the hero clicks for Superman and stuff, Batman and Joker. Mm-hmm. But what if you make your own character, you know? Right. Yeah, you know, so that really focuses in on you guys. You can, you know, maybe make that. Yeah, uh, that's actually that's a really easy skill for me to do. Oh, what are some uh, other ones? I'm uh, where, am I, where are my role playing games? Uh, <laughs> I mean Firefly right there. There's a, there's a good example. There's no right. space cowboys. Hey, perfect. Um <laughs> Yeah, uh, we actually did. Like I said, the zombie survivor girl who's getting unlocked probably next. Looks like she could she could be used in a Firefly game. Yeah, I mean, so those would be some good ones. I mean, yeah, uh, just 
some off the top of my head. I'll have to think more. Uh, you know, just yeah. anytime. Pick right. my brain. Well, um, that's, uh, to be honest, that's music to my ears because I have. Can I can I make a disclosure like a first time? Sure, go ahead if you want to. Like exclusive thing for you guys. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So these aren't these are stretch rewards that we have as potential if the stretch campaign keeps going well right on the Kickstarter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But in my back pocket, I've got some waiting, some sculpts for some more steampunk figures. Um, I've got like a steampunk Lovecraft kind of figure. Nah. Like, oh, hey, there's, there's, yeah, there's some some Lovecraft. Yeah. yeah. Um, kind of a kind of a girl who's a little bit touched by the dark ones, right? Like the, the old ones. Yeah. Um, but then also have a Mad Max pair. Uh, nice. Kind of a road warrior guy and girl. So I'm I'm pumped about that one. Kind of as options. We'll see. We'll see. Right now we're doing a voting thing to see who nice. votes for what. Um, but but there are some the things you've mentioned we've got coming down the pike actually. So I haven't thought of the centaur before, but that's not too bad. That one we can probably work in. Now. As you were speaking, another one just popped to my mind. Larry huh? Korea is just now releasing his uh, Monster Hunter uh, yeah. role-playing game. Mm-hmm. I am sure, because you've already sculpted Larry, right. you could maybe get something connected to Amicus, uh, get some figurines for his system. Yeah, actually, that would be phenomenal. We have a bunch of modern military options that yeah. I haven't finished sculpting yet, but yeah, that would be that would be a, that's a great idea. How about the Mistborn characters? Well, that was another one I was going to say is, you know, the Mistborn characters, because those are, a, I mean, yes, they're fantasy, but they're a little bit different, yep. um, very unique, and you could, you know, you could have a Mistborn with the mm-hmm. the, the billowing stripped cloak. Um, or you could have a coin shot where he's... Or, or yeah, you can go up to the uh, the Alloy of Law version where it's kind of that steampunk cowboy spaghetti western version that has the coin shots and all those others, so... Yeah, um, I mean, you've got a lot of possibilities out there uh, with the various different types of games systems. Mm-hmm. So, um, nice. Well, thank you. That, yeah, that helps a ton. That gives me some great kind of gives me a good feel for what might be a good option in the future. Yeah. Um, I mean, there there's a lot of possibility. There's a lot of fun game systems out there. I mean, I know D and D is the biggest out there, and then well, actually, from numbers, it Paizo is. Uh, you know, Pathfinder, D and D, and then it kind of just filters out from there. Um, right. But a lot of them are still kind of they cross bleed across each other. So. Right. Well, know, I mean, even Paizo has a, a gunslinger from Ultimate Combat, I think. Yeah. So, I mean, like that. Yeah. Even there, you get some of the spaghetti western kind of stuff coming in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think your biggest advantage is that uh, you're only limited by everybody else's imagination. Yes. Right. <laughs> like, oh, wait a minute! You have that figure? Okay, done. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And wait, Reaper doesn't have that either. Okay, done. Uh, yeah, I mean, really, <laughs> Doctor. Oh, you want a Doctor Who type character? Okay, done. I mean, really, it's yeah. not that difficult. I mean, it makes no. it very simple. And um, I have quite a few Doctor Who scans and sculpts I can work on. Absolutely, like of of the different Doctors, right? Like, do you want Tenth Doctor or Seventh Doctor or Well, know, doctor. well technically, he's now the Eleventh. Um, yeah. The eleventh uh, is now twelve. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The official ninth is uh, John Hurt. Yeah. Poor Gavin DeGraw. Yeah. Yeah. But whichever. Yeah. Everyone thought he was the time, the one to end the time war. The time war. No, he just got bumped. Uh, well, you know. That's okay. He didn't do that great of a job. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't that great. Of a job. Yeah. I must uh, have been an amateur Whovian, but yeah. <laughs> 
You know, I only started Doctor Who about two years ago, and now I know a lot. <laughs> three years ago. It, it, it's it's weird. I could probably out, you know, trivia anyone at this point. I nice. except for like super super diehard fans. Sure, brother-in-law. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's just it's a great show. I mean, it's okay. kind of like Firefly. I only fell into Firefly like a couple months ago, and now I'm a nut for it. Well, yeah, absolutely. It's it kind of a cool. Just a brief note on Doctor Who. It's kind of a cool thing when uh, when my now wife and I were dating. We used to watch Doctor Who together, and that was uh, that was kind of some of the first thing, first things we did as we were just starting to get to know each other, mm-hmm. and that that was a good sign. It, it worked out well. All I can say is this: Do not uh-huh. ever, 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 and I'll throw in a million more evers. Let her go. <laughs> Thanks. I, I agree. Absolutely. That, that that is a rarity. You you have an amazing wife. Amen. Uh, just for that one, because you know, I love I love mine, but she won't watch Doctor Who with me. Uh, I, I, I get my sonic Doctor screwdriver Who. out, and she rolls her eyes. <laughs> uh, and yes, I have I have three of them. Uh, yeah, the Wii remote. Has a, oh, oh, wait a minute. Yes, I even have a Wii remote that looks like uh, Matt Smith's sonic oh, screwdriver. That's pretty cool. Not gonna lie. Yeah, no, it, it was awesome. <laughs> I, I got that for Father's Day, uh, and it works. On my way, it's probably the coolest thing in the world. Um, <laughs> and I'm really tempted to buy all seven seasons because you get a free um, Sonic Screwdriver TV remote. Oh, nice. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, wouldn't that be awesome? You get, you can actually function and work your TV with the Sonic Screwdriver. So, you know, yeah, that would be, for the be incredible. Cartoon and get the, uh, turtle you, van. You're going to get the turtle van, and I'm going for a Sonic Screwdriver. <laughs> what is <Yes>. my problem? <laughs> However, it sounds like he could sculpt you one. I could. I have sculpted Sonic Screwdrivers before. No joke. Mm, we may have to talk now. <laughs> yes. Fantastic. Now, it probably doesn't move, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, mine's more of a, a statue than a, a working device. No, that's that's what, what I'm, I've actually been trying to find, so oh. we may have to talk. Indeed, indeed. Mm-hmm. Ooh, power battery. Green Lantern power battery. I need a full-size one. <laughs> that may be expensive, though. I was surprised you didn't think of that first, actually. <laughs> you know, that's how much I'm into Doctor Who now. Green Lantern has taken a backseat. Even though I have a class ring that looks like a, that has the Green Lantern symbol on it and the oath on the sides. Awesome. I don't think you see that, have you? pretty cool, actually. A class ring? How'd you get that? I ordered it. Oh, See? there it is. There it is. I, I'm showing him right now. It has the oath on the side. It says Green Lantern. Okay. Brightest day and blackest night. Yep. No evil shall escape my. Uh huh. Yep. That's the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. And it even says, you know, you know, normally how around the little crest on the top that says the high school, well, it says Green Lantern Power Ring. Yeah. Oh, very nice. I like yeah. it. It's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Yeah, that was a birthday present several years ago. <laughs> now, unfortunately, I can't wear it. Oh well. I think it would fit on my pink. Well, I used to wear it to work, and my the uh, the president of the company said, "No, that's not professional. You can't wear that anymore." Oh, shame. It, uh, yeah, it's horrible. Well, tell him, tell him that like comic comic book superheroes and all all things geeky are mainstream now. I mean, eighty thousand people at Comic Con, right? Uh, yeah, that doesn't work when you have to wear a suit to to work every day. Well, 
That's true. That's true. Say, if you read the oath, you'll understand why I'm wearing it. <laughs> still doesn't work. I know. I know. But with that said, I mean, it sounds like you have unlimited possibilities with with the miniatures. I mean, any game out there, you know, hey, we got it. You know, even it sounds like even board games. You know, like say like Monopoly. You know, you want your own special, fig, you know, little pieces. Hey, you can do it. The dog. I don't want to play the dog anymore. I want to be a firefly. Awesome. Or, or Serenity, yeah, yes, Serenity is Firefly. I want that in my game, and a Millennium Falcon, and I actually um, have the Millennium Falcon, and a dragon, and I mean that yeah. dude. I'm I'm think I may have to redo my Monopoly. Yeah, amen, <laughs> amen. Well, it's kind of cool because we've seen like about about half of our backers have been like hardcore gamers doing yeah. uh, role playing game miniatures or whatever. But then a lot of people, we had one order from a mom who wanted to get like. 14 figures for her family reunion. And oh, she just nice. wanted, like, little, instead of getting pictures of everybody, she wanted little miniatures of everybody for, I mean, just putting their heads on sock bodies. I don't know which body they're going to pick, but, yeah, so instead of buying family reunion pictures, they're buying family reunion miniatures, which is, I mean, she doesn't play games at all from what I can tell, right? So, that, like, it's been cool to see the the support, like, we've gotten from the community. I mean, someday we'd love to branch out and do, like, sports or, you know, like, have your own head on your little football figurine for football yeah. players or whatever, right? I mean, like, there's a lot of options because, it, because really, like how pictures are cool, but statues are cooler. You know, like that's oh, yeah, yeah. I think I think I've just totally thought of what I should get my wife for her birthday. She's Amen. a big Final Fantasy four fan. <laughs> nice. I should find one of the characters that she really liked, one of the girls, and put her head so on. So either the Rosa or Radia. Nice. Yep, only those two. <laughs> <laughs> that tells you how much I played that game. Um, <laughs> she would have been able to say that too. Yeah, she's kind of sad that I don't know them. Righty is the summoner. Rose is the white mage. Yeah, ah, I you. didn't play Final Fantasy that much. So now the question is: Does she want girl Rydia or adult Rydia? Probably the adult. Yeah. Well, she she wears kind of a slutty outfit. Oh, well, then probably not. But you could modify that, I'm sure. Just dress yeah. up. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was only eight bit. So right, you, you could maybe take some liberties on that. Well, we've also Change got the, one pixel, and you've pretty much you know, made her modest again. Yeah, yeah. We've also got the uh, the after years, so we could do characters from that. There's oh, okay. Girls in that one. There you go. Oh, there you go. There you go. Well, and that's something I, I don't think I mentioned to you guys. For some people, I mean, there are lots of other awesome miniature companies out there that have some really cool sculpts, right? Like, um, we don't have too much. Compare, compared to like anima tactics, so we don't have too much in like anime genre, for example, or whatever. Um, so to help those people who play those games for like they already have really cool miniatures that they love, or like your uh, your Warhammer 40k Battlecaster, right, or yeah. uh, or Fantasy Caster, right, Wh- whichever. We also offer just heads, so you can take your favorite figure. Like I play Warhammer Fantasy Empire, mm-hmm. and so it'd be cool to take my Emperor. Well, he's a really expensive figure, so. Maybe, It'd still be cool, but I'd probably switch them out with like magnets or something. But have the emperor be have my face on it, right? Have my head, so we can yeah. tell you just the head of yourself, and you can pop it on whatever figure you like. And so I can be emperor, the emperor of the empire, you know? Kind <laughs> of cool thing. Dude, I totally need my cookie character. <laughs> so I, I made this dwarf character. His uh-huh. name is Cookie. Awesome. All of, all of his equipment was kitchen utensils. Now, I like it. His mail was made out of bent spoons. <laughs> he wore a you know a, a pot for a helmet. Right. Uh, he fought with a frying hand 
a frying pan and a hatchet. Nice. Um, and he he rode his war pig, which was named Bacon, and he had a attack chicken named Eggs. I like so he it. always went into war, war battle with bacon and eggs. Um, <laughs> Very combination, absolutely. Yeah, so that would be awesome. You could have him up on the pig, and you know, with the little chicken running behind. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> named it ham and had it be green. Uh, no, I, I like bacon and eggs. Green eggs. Yeah, green eggs and ham. I know. Uh, it works too. But hey, the chicken could be painted green. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> his, his name's still Eggs. I, I, did you ever notice in that book that the ham is also green? Even yeah. The green eggs and then ham. Like, ham could not be green. I'm not sure. I, I'm kind of with the guy, not Sam I am, on not eating green ham. Like, Oh, oh, you can get ham green. I, I, I've, I've had it green before, and it, uh, well, I couldn't get close to it, actually, because it was uh, pungent. Yeah. You didn't get to go to the hospital for a free trip that you yeah. having to pay for. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, absolutely. A, a quick trip, actually. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, how did we get on green, green eggs and ham? Because you have a bacon and eggs. Because cookie true. rides. Yes, yeah, that's right. Okay. Well. It's amazing where it's we go. Fault. It's my fault. <laughs> I made us go there. Yes. So, um, now, so. How, when does the Kickstarter officially end? Because I know you have a limited amount of time. Yeah. October 1st is the official end date. Okay. Um. Yeah, so if you can get in before then, that's where we're unlocking scopes. Um, so the more, the, all those things we talked about, I mean, we've got a bunch of options now, but to get more of them, we are coming out with new ones all the time. So like getting, it's about every $1,000 we raise, we open another stretch goal. It's kind of where it's, where it's at now. Okay. Uh, so if you can get in now, you also get a chance to vote on which ones you want to unlock. We're doing that a couple of times, too, saying, here are some options for you. Which ones do you guys want? And people nice. go crazy. It was kind of fun. We just, just finished a round of voting just now. Um, so yeah, October 1st is the official end date, the end before then. Um, what else? Check out the, the heads and different things. Um, yeah, you can occasionally see this at conventions. Uh, we have a bit of a backlog from Comic-Con, but once yeah. we're through that, we'll go back to conventions again. But yeah. So, so how well is the Kickstarter doing? Is it, you know, because I know some Kickstarters are very slow to move forward as far as the funding, and then once the funding comes in, then it seems to pick up speed. So... I mean, sure. is this one that's had a lot of attention and it's done really well, or you know, I mean, I know we're you're you're not Tracy Hickman that can you know be, you know, half funded in a day. Um, well, actually, we did fund in a day. Wow. Um, yeah. Thanks. Um, and then we're at about two hundred, two hundred and twenty percent right now. I think that's that's amazing. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so we funded, but but granted, Trace Aikman's goals usually run like sixty grand, and our yeah. goal was five grand. So I mean, like, yeah, there's there's a difference. But yeah, we've seen a good a good batch of interest right off the start, and then continually as we as we've opened up new options. Well, I mean, even five grand. I know a lot of people are like that's really low, but that's really high that is. for a first kit year Kickstarter with no real name behind him. Exactly. Exactly. You know, like, we're, I, I, we're, yeah, go ahead. Oh no, we're we're very happy with it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like you said, if we were the creator of Dragonlance, or I, I saw Ra Salvatore had a, a Kickstarter up. Oh yeah. yeah, and like, yeah, he, those guys, yeah, they can pull in a hundred grand in a day, right? But mm -hmm. I, I'm very happy with five grand to make sure that you know, people like us. And then once we send out, once we ship, and say, okay, here are the figures, so everybody can see poop in the pudding, you know, like. We're getting into some game stores. We're getting into into some more venues and things like that. 
it's a growing process, right? I mean, even Tracy and Laura Hickman started out relatively small and then grew from there, you know? And so, yeah, so we're very, very pleased with where we are right now. So, yeah, I mean, even though they're, you know, Tracy's big, Bob's big, they've all come from very humble beginnings where, you know, they didn't know where their next paycheck was coming from. Yeah, you know? exactly. And, you know, they, they scrapped things together. Now, luckily, they were successful and things have worked out. But, you know, one thing a lot of people don't understand is even though they're a pretty big name, mm-hmm. they make a decent living. They're not rolling in the cat dough. You know, they're not like Uncle Scrooge diving into the, the vault and swimming in it. I think that's funny. Yeah. We're both thinking the same. Thing. Yeah. Well, hey. <laughs> um, but absolutely. Yeah. You know, and let's face it. You know, this this is fun for the love of it. Yeah, we'll make a decent living out of it. Um, but even you know, miniatures, it, it's tough. You know, you do you you have to find your niche. You have to find what sells well. You know, maybe you do come out with a batch of you know, figurines for Flyer Firefly. They don't do that well. Well. You have to discontinue those and move on to something that does do well. So I know yeah. a lot of people are out there like, man, I want that miniature, but they don't sell it anymore. Well, right. there's a reason they don't sell it anymore. If it was popular, they'd still be doing it. So Exactly. Yeah. People, Everybody sees like Kingdom Death on Kickstarter, and yeah. it's $2 million, right? And, and then Bones did another, what, $3 million? Yeah. Um, but Reaper's been around for 20 years, right? Mm-hmm. And Kingdom Death's been like a huge hot ticket item for five years, I think. I mean, yeah. they've been... And Kingdom Death's done a great job of, like, artificial scarcity, making sure that every time they, they print a batch of miniatures, they get, they're all sold within hours, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so, like, those guys have done a lot of work to get where they are before they did those million-dollar campaigns. I, oh, yeah. I haven't really seen, like, miniature companies like ours pull in, you know, 200000 or or 100000 plus on miniature campaigns on Kickstarter just for the reasons you're talking about. It's not... Th- those are happy exceptions. I'm glad. I'm glad for those guys. Don't get me wrong. It supports the whole, you know, uh, ecosystem for miniatures, right? But yeah. But yeah, we, we we'll get there, but we're not there yet. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's just that is they've put in the work to be able to do that, yeah. where they can say, you know, because they've shown time and time again that they can produce some quality. Yeah. And so people are willing to jump in. Not only that. You know, they came out with the first set of, you know, resin-type figures, which was a lot cheaper and a lot easier to get your hands on. Because, let's face it, I hate pewter miniatures. Uh, yeah. Because, yeah. you know, they're, well, and the, one, lots of they're, with them. they're hard to paint. They mm-hmm. bend easy. Um, <laughs> they fall, and then your whole paint job is toast. Right. Uh, a lot of the pieces don't always fit together. Oh, yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. there's tons of issues with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you have to get the ones where you know you have to you have to glue it together and blah 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 blah, and you know, they yeah. they break easy. You know, you don't have that problem with the resin ones. So I mean, it's great that that's come out. You know, technology has made it possible. Yeah. Um, but you're right. You know, it's it's baby steps. You got to slowly yeah. slowly move up. Um, mm-hmm. you know, much like our show. You know. Yeah. I you mean, know, you guys didn't start with a hundred thousand viewers the first week, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, if you did. Please that would now, but that would have been awesome. Yeah. Be a lot more popular now than we would. I, I think <laughs> the first year we had, we were lucky if we had three thousand listeners for the whole year. Oh wow! Um, yeah, and it it, it was slow. Uh, granted, um, yeah, we've we've had to learn a lot because our first year shows were like two hours long, and it was just us talking to each other about whatever we could think of. Um, <laughs> you know, and, and I still fondly remember, you know, our one of our first meetings saying, okay, what are we going to do? Where are we going with this? And we're like, 
Um, yeah, Tracy Hickman, that would be awesome to get on our show. Yeah, like that would ever happen. Uh, Bob Salvatore, yeah, right, that'll never happen. <laughs> and then you know George Lucas, um, right, that will never happen. You know, we've gotten two out of those three. Nice. Uh, I mean that, and you know both of those two out of the three come back. You know, yeah, quite constantly. Um, you know, we were at Salt Lake Comic Con, and I walked up to Tracy and Laura's uh, table, and you know, Laura came up, gave me a hug. Yeah, exactly. So well, like, I saw you guys. Oh, keep going. Go ahead. I saw Brandon Sanderson's come up in you guys' lineup, and I mean, like, oh yeah, I was impressed their lineup for the next couple of weeks for these mini bosses. They looked awesome, actually. Yeah, and that's another thing. Now we're having to open up another night because we're so busy, and <laughs> you're so awesome, like man. Yeah, it's like it's wow, better and more popular. Sheesh. Now, if that's only I could bring in a million dollars. That well, would be awesome. That is the real trick. Yeah, that, yeah. that is. Well, just for the show, at least. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just the show, and then I can spread out the wealth. I, I love it. I love yeah. it. I, I'll be happy to do interviews again when you guys are paying your interviewees. I mean, that, that don't. I, I know it's tough <laughs> when that situation arises. So I fill in. I'm happy to jump in. <laughs> well, I, there's a couple of podcasts out there that are really interesting. They don't pay, you know, the people they you know, they bring on, but you know, they have them come to their home and they feed them. Oh. And it's like, wow! I wish I had the time to do that. Well, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I, I, I just like watched. tonight. I mean, tonight I literally had 20 minutes to set up after I got home from work. To, you know, and everything was, of course, not ready and scattered to the four universes. And I had to, you know, I had to have grab this and grab that. And we barely plugged in at six, and it's like, eh. And I had to walk over here. It was oh, really yeah. hard. So horrible. <laughs> You had to walk. <laughs> you remember the days we had to walk? Yeah, no. <laughs> nice. Uh, but no, it, it, it is. It's very interesting how things have evolved. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's this time. You know, twenty. Let's let's even go back ten years ago. Being able to say, "Hey, I got a miniatures company," people would look at you and go, "What in the world are you on?" <laughs> I mean, yeah, exactly. Because literally, it's like you're nuts. You know, it just even people just saying, "Hey, yeah, I play D and D," and it was yeah, yeah, you get ridiculed. Absolutely. I mean, but now, and, but now it's like cool, you know, yeah. because hey, Vin Diesel does it and he admits it, and this right. guy's done it. And blah. It's like okay. I found out the other day, J Lo plays D and D. Wow. No joke. Way Jennifer to go Lopez. for her. Judy Dench. Yeah, we were we were looking through this the other day, but yeah, Judy Dench, Jennifer Lopez. Uh, what were some other ones? Oh, the uh, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon apparently played a lot of kids and may still play. That doesn't uh, surprise me. No, really. no uh, the new Batman plays D&D. Yeah, so that's, yeah. that's kind of fun. Um, but then uh, who's the guy from the Spurs? One of the starting Tim Duncan. There he is. Um, also plays and is like open about it. Kind of kind of cool. Well, yeah, and, you know that, that's kind of like that's okay now. You yeah, know, with with all the movies that are coming out, you know, it's okay. Yeah. Even yeah. games. Um, yeah, and games that are coming out. So it, it's kind of interesting where the dynamic has gone. Because, mm-hmm. um, I, I mean, let, it's really weird for me because, you know, I admit I'm a geek. I'm sure. a large, you know, I, yeah, I'm so large of a geek that I started my own radio show about it. And it's really weird because <laughs> I have a son that's playing high school football. Uh-huh. And it's like, what happened? <laughs> I mean, because not only does he play football, but he also, does, you know, he plays D&D and role-playing games, and, you know, he's on the dance team, and, you know, he's pretty popular, and it's like, that would never have happened when I was in high school. 
No. I I, would have got the crap beat out of me. Yeah. People have been knowing I was playing D&D and stuff like that. And it's just, it's very interesting how society has changed. But, Mm -hmm. yeah. It also depends on where you work. Because one of my schools, the Tully would have been that way. And the other one, they wouldn't have cared. Yeah. Yeah. My high school's a, a, a theater now, so, hey. Whatever. Yeah, well, mine is still the first one. Still so crazy. if you want to go to the Megaplex, I can tell you exactly what class and which teacher was teaching there. Awesome. But awesome. Um, no, I mean, it, it, is, it's, it is great. I do like the fact that culture has changed, that Comic-Con would not have been as success as it had been. Uh, People would that, have been afraid to show up. Oh, yeah. Pe- yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, and there were a lot of like guys that you definitely know were you know it jocks. I mean, let's say that's the term. Um, but but I like the fact that those lines have blurred quite a bit. So yeah, that that was something that was cool for me. We saw a lot of people who were surprised that other people liked the same stuff, right? Yeah. We saw a lot of people like at, at Comic Con. Um, there was this one girl dressed as Harley Quinn who was just like amazed that. I thought it was cool she had a 3DS. In fact, I was, I've was i been looking at picking up a 3DS, right? Mm-hmm. I'm a Pokemon fan. My wife is shaking her head on that one. But um, <laughs> but that, uh, but she was you know, she was amazed that I didn't think that was weird or lame. I was like, yeah, absolutely. This is, that's what it is. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I ran into an old friend um, that I used to hang out with back in high school and that, and I ran into him, and he's now, he's now an English teacher. Oh. And mm-hmm. on Fridays, they play D&D in class. What? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, he he teaches troubled uh, youth, uh, uh-huh. you know, and he, that he uses D and D to help them build their social skills and and D&D. storytelling uh, skills as well as working together. Um, and it's really interesting to see that. And we've gotten emails before where teachers are using it in their classrooms, and they're like, wow. "Hey, how can how give us suggestions." So it's kind of interesting how it's now become kind of a teaching tool as well. Well, yeah. not only that, but they've actually gotten studies showing that uh, people that are depressed, clinically depressed, if they play role-playing games or MMORPGs like with other people, uh, they actually are more likely to recover from it. Really? Um, and also be able to handle it better than they can with uh, with uh, medication. Wow. So as long as they don't overdo it, of course. Yeah. Well, right. Yeah. I mean, so you need to have a healthy life with it. Uh, that, that's. I think it's. I think that's been the nice shift. Is a is a realization that you can like geeky things without being consumed by them. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's not. Uh, there was a, a Dungeons and Dragons movie I guess in the '80s with Tom Hanks where it was still like if you play D&D, <laughs> you worship Satan kind of things, right? Yeah. And that's, uh, as I'm looking at the uh, the goat head on your on your M. Here. <laughs> What's actually um, a dragon? Oh, a dragon. Okay, that's, that's better then. Yeah, cool. Yeah, so you're well, not, you're, not, you're honestly here. not the first person to <laughs> say that. Like, look at it. It's a dragon. So, sorry. Okay, yeah. No, you're fine. It, it, the, the horns throw everyone off. Yeah, the, the horns curl. I mean, it's, it's great, and now you say it's a dragon, I can definitely see where it's not yeah. a goat, it's a dragon. But yeah, that's, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, that's, it's nice that there's acceptance for that. I mean, Honestly, which not to bash people who enjoy sports, right? Because that's that's fun too. I can, I can yeah. enjoy the sports thing as well. But I kind of like interacting with my friends more. For two, if I'm gonna sit down and watch a two-hour game, mm-hmm. or sit down, I sit down with my friends and chat with them and interact with them to watch a two-hour football game or three-hour football game, or sit down with my friends and interact with them for three hours playing D and D. 
I mean, they both have a place, right? There's not really, they're both entertainment. It's not like I'm, you know, it's not like I'm lazy or weird if I'm spending three hours at a time in entertainment. You know what I mean? Like that, that yeah. I'm glad that that has broken down. Yeah. No, I, I like sports. I'm a huge hockey nut, but I can only watch sports if I'm actually there. I hate watching it on TV. It's boring. Totally agree. Yeah. yeah. I, I like the energy being there, and that's the kind of the same way at, you know I am with gaming. I cannot stand playing MMORPGs. It's right. boring. Yeah, you can sit on a headset and talk to people, but I like being at the game table, the energy right. there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and uh, yeah, so role playing has brought that in. However, we're down to two minutes. Oh, we're almost out of time. Okay. So, where can the listeners go to participate with your Kickstarter? Okay, so Kickstarter.com, and then you just search Mimic Miniatures, uh, and then that, we should be the first ones that come up. I think the official title is like Kickstarter.com forward slash personalized dash gaming dash miniatures dash of dash you. Um, but yeah, Kickstarter.com, search Mimic Miniatures, and we'll pop right up. Nice. And of course, they can also look for you on the Facebook page. There's uh, Mimic Miniatures there. Now, do you have an official page yet, or is it just kind of the Facebook page? I think we have an official page, but it just has like, a logo on it or something. We're still working on that. Really. All right. No well, problem. You can send us the information. We'll put it on our site. Yeah, gladly. Yeah, I'll send yeah. you the link. Okay. Uh, and then we'll tag it with uh, this interview. So um, anything else? Any last-minute thing you want to tell our listeners? Because we got 60 seconds. Indeed. Last-minute thing, go vote for the next class. So I know what to do with the scopes. Get everybody get on Kickstarter, make a pledge. Even if you just want to pledge a buck, so you can vote. But get on, tell me what you want to see because I want to make stuff that you guys like. All right. And for those of you out there, don't pledge a buck. Get your own <laughs> miniature. Pledge more. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Why? Because we are now doing. We are now funding. Brett wants a uh, Nintendo 3DS because if he sells enough, his wife will let him. <laughs> Amen. She's grinning and kind of nodding her head and kind of rolling her eyes at the same time. But yes, I'll, I'll take that as a yes. That, that's, that's <laughs> so if you, if you sell 5,000 of these, you get one, right? Yes, 5,000. All right. <laughs> well, we are out of time. Thanks for coming on. Uh, check out Mimic Miniatures, and we will catch you next week. Later, Thanks Internet. <laughs> All righty. And we're out of here. And maybe, maybe. It's still cycling.